Section 16 of The Sikh Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for you by Chiquito Crasto. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings and Authors by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Volume 1. Chapter 6. The Guru and Mardana went to Kamrup, a country whose women were famous for their skill in incantation and magic. It was governed by a queen called Nusha in the Sikh chronicles. She, with several of her females, went to the Guru and tried to obtain influence over him. Then the Guru uttered the following verses. You buy saline earth and want musk into the bargain. Without good works, Nanak, how shall you meet your spouse? The Guru continued as follows. The virtuous wife enjoyeth her husband. Why doth the bad one bewail? If she become virtuous, then shall she too go to enjoy her husband. My spouse is an abode of sweetness. Why should he enjoy other women? If a woman become virtuous and turn her heart into a thread, she shall string her spouse's heart thereon like a priceless gem. I show the way to others but walk not in it myself. I say, I have already traversed it. If thou, O my spouse, speak not to me, how shall I abide in thy house? Nanak, excepting one, there is none besides. If thy wife, O spouse, remain attached to thee, she shall enjoy thee. Nursha observed that her people's spells were of no avail, however much they tried. The Guru, on beholding their fruitless efforts, uttered the following hymn in the Suhi measure entitled Kuchajji, or The Woman of Bad Character. I am a worthless woman. In me are faults. How can I go to enjoy my spouse? My spouse's wives are one better than the other. O oh, my life, who careth for me? My female friends who have enjoyed their spouses are in the shade of the mango. I do not possess their virtues. To whom can I attribute blame? What attributes of thine, O Lord, shall I blazon abroad? What name of thine shall I repeat? I cannot even attain one of thy many excellences. I am ever a sacrifice unto thee. Gold, silver, pearls, and rubies which gladden the heart, these things the bridegroom hath given me, and I have fixed my heart on them. I had palaces of brick fashioned with marble. In these luxuries I forgot the bridegroom and sat not near him. The kulangs cry in the heavens, and the cranes have come to roost. The woman goeth to her father-in-law's. How shall she show her face as she proceedeth? As morning dawned, she soundly slept and forgot her journey. She separated from thee, O spouse, and therefore stored up grief for herself. In thee, O Lord, are merits, in me all demerits. Nanak hath this one representation to make. Every night is for the virtuous woman. May I, though unchaste, obtain a night also. Nurshah grew weary of her efforts. She felt that her ill success was a result of her sins. Her women then, beating drums, stood in front of the Guru and began to dance and sing. He, on that occasion, composed the following hymn. The impulses of my heart are my cymbals and madiras. The world is my drum. This is the music that playeth for me. Saints like Narad dance under the influence of this Kal. 
age. They who call themselves continent and virtuous also enter the dance. Nanak, I am a sacrifice to the name. The world is blind in the opinion of those who know the Lord. Contrary to custom, a disciple eateth from the hand of his guru, and goeth and dwelleth with him only for the sake of food. If man were to live and eat hundreds of years, only that day would be acceptable in which he recognized the Lord. Compassion is not exercised by merely beholding a suitor. There is no one who receiveth or giveth not bribes. The king dispenseth justice when his palm is filled. If a man make a request for God's sake, nobody heedeth him. Nanak, men nowadays are men only in shape and name. In action they are dogs. Shall they be accepted at God's gate? If man, by the favour of his guru, deem himself a guest in this world, he shall acquire some honour in God's court. Again the guru uttered the following verses. In words we are good, but in acts bad. We are impure-minded and black-hearted, yet we wear the white robes of innocence. We envy those who stand and serve at his gate. They who love the bridegroom and enjoy the pleasure of his embraces are lowly even in their strength and remain humble. Nanak, our lives shall be profitable if we meet such women. When the Guru had uttered these verses, Nur Shah thought she would tempt him with wealth. Her attendants brought pearls, diamonds, gold, silver, coral, sumptuous dresses, all things precious the state treasury contained, and laid them at his feet. The Guru rejected all the proffered presents and uttered the following hymn, which he sang to Mardana's rebek. O silly woman, why art thou proud? Why enjoyest thou not the love of God in thine own home? The spouse is near. O foolish woman, why searchest thou abroad? Put the surma needless of God's fear into thine eyes, and wear the decoration of love. Thou shalt be known as a devoted happy wife, if thou love the bridegroom. What shall a silly woman do, if she please not her spouse? However much she implore, she may not enter his chamber. Without God's grace, she obtaineth nothing, howsoever she may strive. Intoxicated with avarice, covetousness and pride, she is absorbed in mammon. It is not by these means the bridegroom is obtained. Silly is the woman who thinketh so. Go and ask the happy wives, by what means they obtain their spouse. Whatever he doeth except is good, have done with cleverness and orders. Apply thy mind to the worship of his feet, by whose love what is most valued is obtained. Do whatever the bridegroom biddeth thee. Give him thy body and soul. Such perfumes apply. Thus speak the happy wives. O sister, by these means the spouse is obtained. Efface thyself, so shalt thou obtain the bridegroom. What other art is there? Only that day is of account when the bridegroom looketh with favour. The wife hath then obtained the wealth of the world. She who pleaseth her spouse is the happy wife. Nanak, she is the queen of them all. She is saturated with pleasure, intoxicated with happiness, and day and night absorbed in his love. She is beautiful and fair to view accomplished, and it is she alone who is wise. Nursha and her women, on hearing this hymn, twisted their headdresses around their necks in token of submission 
and fell at the Guru's feet. They asked how they could obtain salvation. The Guru told them to repeat God's name, conscientiously perform their domestic duties, renounce magic, and they should thus secure future happiness. It is said that they became followers of Guru Nanak and thus secured salvation. The Guru on leaving Kamrup entered a wilderness. There Kalyug came to tempt him. Mardana became sore afraid. The Guru remonstrated with him, asked why he was afraid of Kalyug. If he felt fear, it ought to be the fear of God. The Guru then sang of the following hymn. Put the fear of God into thy heart, then the fear of death shall depart in fear. What is that fear by fearing which the fear of death may take fright? O God, there is no other abode than in Thee. Whatever happeneth is according to Thy pleasure. Fear, if Thou have any other fear than that of God. Fear is mental disturbance. The soul dieth not, neither is it drowned. It is saved through fear of God. He who made something will make something. By his order man cometh, by his order man goeth. Before and behind us his order prevaileth. The swan of the heart aspireth to fly to heaven. But on the way it is a target for great hunger which restraineth it. Let the swan make fear its eating, drinking, and support. Without such food the stupid bird would die. Who hath a helper let anybody say? Everybody is thine. Thou art the helper of all. Nanak, to name and meditate on him to whom belong men, lower animals, wealth, and property, is difficult. Mardana inquired who Kalyug was, by what signs he was known unto men, and what prerogative he exercised. The Guru replied, When true men speak the truth and suffer for it, when penitents fail to perform penance in their homes, when he who repeateth the name of God meeteth obloquy, these are the signs of the Kalyug. Kalyug offered the Guru the wealth of the world if he would abandon his mission. He said, I possess everything. Say but the word, and I will build thee a palace of pearls, inlay it with gems, and plaster it with fragrant aloes and sandal. I will bring thee very beautiful women, and give thee the wealth of the world, the power of working miracles, and confer upon thee the sovereignty of the East and of the West. Take whatever pleaseth thee. The Guru informed him that he himself had renounced all sovereignty. What could he do with what Kalyug offered him, which moreover belonged to others? Then the Guru uttered the following stanza. Were a mansion of pearl erected and inlaid with gems for me, perfumed with musk, saffron, fragrant aloes, and sandal to confer delight. May it not be that on beholding these things I may forget thee, O God, and not remember thy name. My soul burneth without thee. I have ascertained from my Guru that there is no other shelter than in God. Were the earth to be studded with diamonds and rubies, and my couch to be similarly adorned, were fascinating damsels whose faces were decked with jewels to shed lustre and enhance the pleasure of the scene. May it not be that on beholding them I may forget thee and not remember thy name. Were I to become a Siddh and work miracles, could I command the wealth of the universe to come to me? Could I disappear and appear at pleasure and were the world to honour me? 
may it not be that on beholding these things i may forget thee and not remember thy name were i to become a monarch on my throne and raise an army were dominion and regal revenue mine o nanak they would all be worthless may it not be that on beholding these things i may forget thee and not remember thy name then kalyug went round him in adoration fell at his feet and took his departure on the way guru and mardana sought shelter in a village but were not allowed to remain there the villagers began to play practical jokes on them the guru on that occasion uttered the following verses when i remain silent they say i have no understanding in my heart when i speak they say i chatter too much when i sit they say i have spread my pallet to stay when i go away they say i have thrown dust on my head when i bow down they say i perform my devotions through fear i can do nothing by which i may spend my time in peace both here and hereafter may the creator preserve nanak's honor then the guru composed the following hymn in the rag malar death is forgotten amid eating and drinking laughter and sleep by forgetting the lord man hath ruined himself and rendered his life accursed he is not to tarry here o man ponder on the one name and thou shalt go to thy home with honor what do they who worship thee give thee nay they cease not to beg of thee thou conferrest gifts on all creatures thou art the life within their lives the pious who meditate on god receive nectar it is they who are pure day and night repeat the name o mortal and thine impurities may be washed away as is the season so the comfort of the body and so the body itself o nanak that season is agreeable in which god's name is repeated but what is any season without the name the guru and mardana did not remain long in that village mardana asked the guru what his decision was regarding its inhabitants he replied o mardana may they remain here the inhabitants of the next village at which they arrived showed them great attention they remained here however for only one night and departed next morning the guru when leaving said that the village should be abandoned then mardana remarked sir the village in which we were not allowed to sit down thou hast blessed and that which bestowed great attention and kindness on us thou hast cursed the guru replied mardana if the people of the former village remove to another they shall ruin it but if the people of the latter village remove to another they shall save it the guru returned from kamrup by the great river brahmaputra and then made a coasting voyage to puri on the bay of bengal where vishnu or krishan under the name of jagannath lord of the world is specially worshiped when the lamps were lit in the evening the guru was invited by the high priest to stand up and join in the god's worship which was of a gorgeous and imposing character in that rich temple offerings to the god were made on salvers studded with pearls on the salvers were placed flowers and censers a fan was employed to excite the flames of the incense while the lamps around threw light over the temple but the use of these articles showed artificial worship while the expanse of the firmament the sun and the moon the procession of the stars the natural incense of the sandal the winds and forests were the fitting accessories of nanak's purer worship of the god of creation 
the guru therefore instead of accepting the high priest's invitation to adore the idol raised his eyes to heaven and gave utterance to the following hymn the sun and moon o lord are thy lamps the firmament thy salver the orbs of the stars the pearls enchased in it the perfume of the sandal is thine incense the wind is thy fan all the forests are thy flowers o lord of light what worship is this o thou destroyer of birth unbeaten strains of ecstasy are the trumpets of thy worship thou hast a thousand eyes and yet not one eye thou hast a thousand forms and yet not one form thou hast a thousand pure feet and yet not one foot thou hast a thousand organs of smell and yet not one organ i am fascinated by this play of thine the light which is in everything is thine o lord of light for its brilliancy everything is brilliant by the guru's teaching the light becometh manifest what pleaseth thee is the real arti o god my mind is fascinated with thy lotus feet as the bumble-bee with a flower night and day i thirst for them give the water of thy grace to the sarang nanak so that he may dwell in thy name while at jagannath guru nanak met a brahmin who kept his eyes and nose closed so as to receive no pleasure from these organs he averred that in that state he with his mental eyes saw the secrets of the world nanak hid his lota and the brahmin could not find it so nanak by the following hymn in the dhansari measure twitted him on this want of omniscience this is not the age there is no longer acquaintance with yog this is not the way of truth the holy places in the world have fallen the world is thus ruined in this kal age god's name is the best thing thou closest thine eyes and holdest thy nose to deceive the world thou holdest thy nose with thy thumb and the first two fingers and sayest that thou seest the three worlds but thou seest not what is behind thee this is a wonderful thing end of section 16 read for you by chiquito crasto birmingham alabama